0: dirt radio organic friends of the earth activism underground political action necessary wind farms indigenous struggles land rights anti-nuclear nanotechnology climate change coal barons mining magnets activists Bull. educating communities. Transforming. communities transforming communities mobilizing a sustainable planet get involved now friends of the earth friends of the Earth, friends of the earth dirt radio good morning and welcome to Dirt Radio, Friends of the Earth's weekly program on 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM. As always, we are coming to you live from the studio in Fitzroy, and I'd like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and I'd like to pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging sovereignty never ceded on these lands. My name's Em, and this is my first show back for the year. Thanks so much to Phil for organising the summer series and welcome back to the new year of the show, our 2020 programming of Dirt Radio. So you're probably aware it's been a pretty big summer. We started off the summer back in sort of October, November with the native forest announcement from the local state government Um, and then after that we've seen devastating fires, smoke in the cities that's impacting people's health and government really on the federal level putting its head in the sand and to top it up all off on February the 1st the federal government has announced that it will be building a nuclear waste dump in Kimba South Australia which is a heartbreaking announcement after years upon years of fighting against the toxic nuclear industry so That's a fight that Friends of the Earth has been involved with for our 45 years of fighting the good fight, really. It all started back with anti-nuclear. So uh, it's a really big decision and something that's going to impact the campaigns and the traditional owners who have been staunchly fighting for their country for this whole time and particularly against that toxic nuclear industry. So today I'm going to be chatting with anti-nuke stalwart Dr. Jim Green, who has been out in South Australia to find out what the latest is with that announcement and to see what's been going on over in South Australia. So looking forward to catching up on it all. Stick around, just gonna go to a quick community service announcement and we'll be back after this. Gecko is an independent grassroots environment organisation based in East Gippsland that has campaigned to protect the remaining forests of the region since 1993. Goongra Survives is a film fundraiser with all funds raised going to Gecko to survey fire affected areas for ongoing forest conservation. Goongra Survives Cafe Gummo, 711 High Street, Thornbury Sunday the 16th of February from 6pm $10 unwaged waged, and $20 solidarity. For more information, head to net. a 3CR supporter. Good morning. You are listening to Dirt Radio on 3CR, Friends of the Earth's weekly current affairs and updates show, bringing you stories of grassroots resistance, and that's from environmental racism to climate justice talking about the extractivist industries and so much more. Today on the show, we are chatting with Dr. Jim Green about the recent announcement of a nuclear waste dump in the South Australian town of Kimber that was made by Federal Resources Minister Matt Canavan on Saturday, the 1st of Feb. So thanks for joining us on the show today, Jim.
1: Yeah, that's a pleasure, Anne.
0: So, to start us off, can you explain a bit about what the proposed waste dump in South Australia is and what will happen there?
1: Yeah, well, it's a waste dump for Commonwealth waste, which is mostly from Lucas Heights, uh, south of Sydney, where they operate a nuclear research reactor. And there's two parts to it. One is a dump for low-level waste, and the other part is an above-ground store for long-lived intermediate-level waste. And that intermediate level waste is destined for deep underground disposal, but they haven't even begun a process of, of finding a site for deep underground disposal of that intermediate level waste. So they just want to store it above ground at Kimber.
0: Mm, okay, so that's in terms of um, Kimber, that's like a short term solution still for some of the waste, yeah. is that right?
1: Yeah, short-term and completely illogical. The most bizarre aspect of this proposal is the intermediate-level waste, which is almost all of it is currently stored above ground at Lucas Heights. As I mentioned, that's south of Sydney and it's run by ANSTO, the Australian Nuclear Science and Technology Organisation. So we're bemused as to why they want to move that Mm. waste from Lucas Heights. It's stored above ground at Lucas Heights. That's where... Australia's nuclear expertise is concentrated. That's where security is vastly superior to any security that could possibly apply to a a remote dump site. So there's a simple short to medium-term solution for this intermediate-level waste, which is leave it where it is, which is at Lucas Heights.
0: Mm. And so, you know, for whatever reason, whether it be political or strategic or whatnot, why do you think that they don't want to keep the waste at Lucas Heights?
1: Well... I've been following this for 20 years, and 20 years ago, the government announced that the residents of Lucas Heights were getting a new nuclear research reactor, whether they liked it or not. But to pacify the local community, they said that they would get rid of the waste from Lucas Heights. That was what was driving the plan for a a a so-called national nuclear waste dump at that stage and then if we go back 10 years the uh, a, a spent nuclear fuel from the reactor at Lucas Heights goes overseas for reprocessing and then the reprocessing waste comes back and so that was driving the the politics then, they, they had to bring the waste back from overseas but they didn't want to take it to Lucas Heights, so they wanted to get a a national site so they could dump it somewhere else. Um, but that failed. So that waste has gone back to Lucas Heights where it's being securely and safely stored at the moment. Mm. But then to get to your question, you know, what's driving it now? And the answer is nothing. Because, you know, the debate over the reactor was long gone. The spent fuel reprocessing waste has been sent back to Lucas Heights. So there's no obvious political driver for this thing at the moment. I think it's. I think it's because they're incredibly ignorant and they don't understand that there really isn't an obvious problem that needs to be solved. So sometimes I say this national nuclear waste dump is a solution in search of a problem,
2: mm.
1: uh, and just pigheadedness and uh, yeah, institutional momentum you could say. But yeah, there isn't any obvious reason, politi- uh, any obvious political reason, let alone any obvious environmental or public health reason, to be pushing ahead with this dump.
0: Mm, absolutely, yeah. It seems like just, yeah, like you said, trying to find a, a problem to solve with it. So, yeah. as you said, you've been deeply involved with the anti-nuke space for a long time. So do you think the for you was the announcement of the dump an expected move for the government?
1: Well, yeah, we have known for some years this was coming. Um, uh, for about five years, they've been targeting sites in South Australia and last year we had a big win, which was the, a site in... Uh, the Flinders Rangers was knocked off the list, but that just made it all the more likely that these uh, one of the sites at Kimber would be targeted, and so mm. that's what happened on February the 1st was um, Matt Canavan announced this site, and of course he resigned from the ministry two days later. So we've got a new minister, which is Keith Pitt, mm. and uh, for people who don't know who Keith Pitt is will just think, Barnaby Joyce is that level of crazy and ideological and uh, so I don't know how that will play out but I can't for the life of me imagine that Keith Pitt will be a competent minister in any which way either driving the politics of this from the government's perspective let alone coming to a, a rational solution to a, a difficult and intractable policy issue. Mm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It seems like there's already a bit of lack of knowledge in the space. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. And was Keith Pitt a, a Nationals um, minister or is that a Liberal?
1: Yeah, he's a Queensland Nationals and he last put his head up in the context of a federal nuclear power inquiry. Mm. Uh, he sat on that committee and uh, they came up with a ridiculous report which recommended uh, partially repealing federal legal bans against nuclear power.
0: Mm, okay so it's a bit of a um, political some political movings uh, happening around that at the moment it seems yeah Um, and so like you said so the the property that it's been chosen selected in the kimber for the project to go ahead on it's a farming property so how does that impact the traditional owners in the area
1: well traditional owners have got native title over the region Um, And they were never consulted and they asked to be included in a community ballot uh, of residents in the region and the government rejected that. So there was a court case which is still ongoing Mm -hmm. and might be resolved on February the 21st, a week and a bit from now. Uh, but, you yeah, know, it's quite disturbing that the government actually fought a legal case to prevent the traditional owners from having their say on this proposal. So the Bungala traditional owners then held their own ballots and it was independent and professional and that ballot found unanimous opposition. There wasn't one single Bungala traditional owner who voted in favour of this nuclear waste dump. Uh, so anyway, that... That was made clear and made public before the minister's announcement. So he's selected a site despite the fact that he knows that there's unanimous opposition from the traditional owners, which is just appalling.
2: Mm. And
1: uh, so they're fighting. They've got one legal case in train and there's talk about another legal case as well and the political fight as well.
0: Mm. It seems absolutely ludicrous that the government would be able to conduct that community (laughs) survey without consulting the bangala people
1: yeah it's so offensive and if i had been included in the in the community ballot then the re- results of that would have been a clear majority opposition and the government would then have had to have dumped the Kimber sites.
2: Mm. And
1: then they would have had no sites to dump the waste, which wouldn't really be a problem. People say the waste has to go somewhere. Well, the waste is somewhere. It's at Lucas sites, and that's where it should stay.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it it goes back to that um, kind of core issue of the nuclear industry is the environmental racism associated with it and the sort of 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 out-of-sight, out-of-mind kind of attitude towards dumping on Aboriginal land. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, successive governments have done that. Um, Labor's been just as bad as the Liberals. But, uh, you know, it might be a nice idea for these racists in Canberra, just pick a remote Aboriginal community, use divide and rule tactics, use some bribery. But it just hasn't worked. Uh, 20 years ago, the Cuperpede Conga Tudor led a campaign against dumping at Woomera in South Australia, and they won that campaign, in the words of the Kunga, due to the uh, government finally got their ears out of their pockets and started listening to them. And then ten years ago, uh, well, seven or eight years ago, the uh, markety traditional owners, after a really long battle, they, they won a campaign against the federal government, so a side of the Northern Territory was knocked off the list. but. It seems that every federal government, Liberal or Labor, has to learn these lessons anew that it's uh, not only offensive and immoral and racist to be picking on Aboriginal communities and using fight and rule tactics, but it simply doesn't work.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It's very frustrating that the cycle keeps on keeping on. And, you know, just talking about um, some of those projects that have already been proposed, and we see this across the board with um environmentally destructive projects that they can really put a wedge into communities and even divide families on their position around it obviously the Bangala traditional owners are in unanimous support against the project but that's not necessarily the case with the rest of the community in Kimba so what's next for the community there who oppose the project
1: well they're, they're still fighting uh the community ballot followed a period of uh bribery and lies from the government and the government's promising 45 jobs even though that's absurd and implausible and a bribe of 30 million dollars but that was enough to win 62 percent support uh Mm. in the local community which is a clear majority obviously but it fell short of the government's own benchmark of 65 percent and as i mentioned before if you included the bungalow votes in that same total, it's not even close to 50%. It's a a clear majority opposition. But anyway, we had a a rally at Kimber a couple of weeks ago and that was fabulous. It's a small town but they still had 250 to 300 people there which is a great turnout and uh, even though they've been fighting this for five years and they're already pretty tired and pretty over it they're absolutely up for a continued fight and I'd say there's at least a 50-50% chance we can knock this one on the head, but it's going to take quite a lot of work over a period of time.
0: Mm. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. So, you know, we're (laughs) talking about Makiri and obviously the Kunga fight as well. So how feasible do you think it is that the dump is actually going to get built at Kimba?
1: Well, the timelines are are really important here. As much as the government would like to push push this ahead, they still have to go through approvals processes, so there will be environmental approvals and also uh, an inquiry by the regulator, our panther. so mm-hmm. those processes will take probably a couple of years and probably more, and in the intervening period there will be state and federal elections which could uh, upend the project. So, yeah, it's just a matter of uh, settling in for a long haul and continuing to fight and knowing that we have won these campaigns before and will do so again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. A big and exhausting fight for the community, but, um, you know, good to be able to support them. And, you know, for people in the cities, which is kind of what the government and industry use as part of their tactics, is it's a bit out of sight, out of mind, even for people in cities who do, you know, oppose the nuclear industry. South Australia can feel pretty far away. So what are some of the ways we can be showing solidarity with traditional owners in the community who suppose oppose the project?
1: Well, there's lots of things to do. Probably the best single thing is to uh, get on the... Uh Friends of the Earth anti-nuclear email list. We send out updates every uh, two or three weeks, uh, so we don't bombard people. But that will keep, get uh, keep people informed and let people know what they can do to help. And so, for example, the Bungala traditional owners have set up a petition, and uh, you can find a link to that on our website. So, yeah, the, the number one thing is get onto our website and sign up to our email list. And the website is nuclear.fo dot
0: okay great we'll pop that in the show notes for today and we've also got um, a pretty big event coming up for the anti-nuclear collective for friends of the earth which is the radioactive exposure tour kicking off again this year from April 10th to 19th and we'll be visiting Kimber so could you tell us a bit more about that yeah
1: the radioactive exposure tours or rad tours they've been going for 30 plus years and uh Mostly to South Australia, although sometimes we've done trips up to New South Wales to see the Heights reactor and other sites there. But this year it will be South Australia. So uh, we'll stop at Woomera, which was ground zero for missile and rocket testing and for a lot of the work associated with the British bomb tests. Uh, We will go to Kimber, as you mentioned, and speak to locals who are fighting the uh, planned nuclear waste dump. We'll go to Roxby Downs and visit the Olympic Dam uranium mine and we, then we see much more uh, beautiful parts of South Australia. We head north on the Boarfield Track up to the Oodnadatta Track and uh, have a swim at Coward Springs which is a natural spring and visit the Mound Springs which are oases fed by the Great Artesian Basin. Uh, and then we'll head along the Eden Data Track and see uh, the ochre pits, which are massive and really impressive. And then slowly wind our way back home through the uh, through the Flinders Ranges and hopefully speak to traditional owners who uh, are celebrating their successful campaign to stop a national nuclear waste dump being built in the Flinders Ranges.
0: Mm, absolutely. Well, I'm going to be uh, joining the Rad Tour this year, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. And you know what what should people hop onto the website if they're interested in coming along to that? Yeah,
1: yeah. Once again, the nuclear.fo.org.au website and uh, we'll put links there and, uh, yeah, it'd be great to get more people along.
0: Mm, absolutely. And, you know, if you're a listener out there and you don't know heaps about the nuclear industry, that's fine, you know. Everyone of uh, every uh, level of knowledge is welcome as long as you've got an open mind and you're willing to learn and get involved. Absolutely. All right, well, thanks so much for joining us today, Jim. You're listening to Dirt Radio on 3CR. We're just going to go to a quick ad uh, community service announcement and we'll be back after this.
2: Well, if you listen to 3CR, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CR, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CR, let's all know where you are. If you listen to 3CR, clap your hands listen to three say, oh, clap your hands, if you listen to three say, oh, clap your hands, well, check out the happening vibe, they're gonna ring up and subscribe, if you listen to three say, oh, Flap your hands. What? Who the hell is that? Clap your hands. What are you talking about? I ain't no elephant. Get out of here. This is Handmade Radio. Clap your hands. Get out, get the hell out of here now.
0: You are on Dirt Radio. This is M, your host for today, listening to 3CR Radical Radio. We've just been chatting with Dr. Jim Green from the Anti-Nukes Collective at Friends of the Earth about the proposed waste dump uh, in Kimber. And if you missed that interview or any of our shows that you want to catch up on, you can always uh, check out a podcast. They're available from 3cr.org.au slash Dirt Radio. And if you're a listener to the station, you might know that February is our subscriber drive time and it's time to feed Radical Radio. So if you want to, you know, keep supporting the station, keep us fighting the good fight, bringing you radical news from some of the most progressive and radical and amazing events that happen, you know, we've got great broadcasts like the Invasion Day rally, Beyond the bars programming, hearing the stories from prisoners during NADOC week. Last year we had a live broadcast from the IMARC blockade, which was incredible to have that information out there. Why don't you consider joining up, becoming a member, and helping the station out to be able to do what we need to do? where else would you be able to hear the progressive viewpoints that you hear on this station? So from the 10th to the 16th of Feb, we are asking all of our lovely listeners out there to sign up and lend a hand with helping 3CR do what we need to do. So if you want to, you can jump online, 3cr.org.au slash subscribe, or you can give the station a call right now the numbers nine four one nine eight three double seven, and one of the lovely people at the station will be able to help you out with signing up and supporting Radical Radio, and we appreciate that so much. And there's a number of different price points, um, if you know, uh, for different people's finances. So it's thirty five dollars for a concession or pension. wage or $150 for solidarity if you're a band or an organization. And we are coming to the tail end of our show now. Going to read out some events that are happening at Friends of the Earth over the next few weeks. So we've got coming up on the 16th of Feb at Monash University... The Acton Climate Collective are making a human sign for climate action, which is going to be really fun. So, going to get it out on the field at Monash Uni. There'll be a drone or some sort of camera uh, filming a big human sign. So, they'll need lots of people out there to make that happen. So, 16th of Feb, check that one out. Coming up on the 17th of Feb, we've got a really fun event that's going to be great. It's called Dump the Dump Karaoke at Cafe Gummo in Thornbury. And that's going to be helping to raise money to fight against plans for the nuclear waste dump that we were just chatting with Jim about then. And if you've ever been to Café Gummo, it's a great community venue, incredible vibes and karaoke. Who doesn't love a bit of karaoke? So get on the mic for a good cause. That's on the 17th of Feb. On the 18th of Feb, we are having an event say yes to offshore wind and no to new gas with banner painting at Friends of the Earth. Banner painting is always a bit of fun. A great way to meet some new people, um, find out some of the issues. So that's Yes to Renewables Collective be organising that one, and you can always get involved with the Act on Climate Collective, or any of the other collectives at Friends of the Earth who are meeting weekly. So the Act on Climate Collective meet on Monday nights upstairs at Friends of the Earth from six pm, and. You can come along to find out the great work that they've been doing. Of course, all of the collectives have their meetings available on Facebook, so you can find out about any other collectives that are meeting who you might want to check out their work. And Coming up on the 22nd of Feb at 2pm at Cinema Nova, the River Country Collective are going to be involved in the screening of When the River Runs Dry. So it's a documentary about the destruction of the Barker and Menindee Lakes and community stories of survival. So that one's coming out through the Transitions Film Festival and you can buy a ticket online through the Transitions Film Festival uh, page. It's already won some awards online, in the, uh, sorry, some awards in the U.S., which is really awesome. And Megan, the River Country coordinator, is going to be speaking on a panel after the documentary screens. Um, She's going to be joined by uh, Uncle Bruce Shillingsworth, who you might have seen online uh, talking about the Barker and some of the issues up in the Darling River, kind of Barker River area um, and their lack of water and how that's impacting uh, Aboriginal communities there. And there'll be some other great speakers on that panel too. So check that out on the Transitions Film Festival website. That's going to be a really great event. And... If you were interested in any of those events that I read out and you want some more information, of course, you can always hop onto the Friends of the Earth Facebook. That is Friends of the Earth Melbourne on Facebook. Click on the events tab and you'll find everything that you need there. It's all there and we've got so much coming on at the moment as always. uh, It's never a dull moment at Friends of the Earth. It's time for me to get out of the studio today. Thanks so much for joining me for another week of Dirt Radio. We're on every Tuesday at 9.30 a.m., so tune in again next week if you want to hear more stories from our Grassroots campaign. And just want to say thanks to Larry, who is a uh, Dirt Radio trainer in, uh, presenter in training who's helped out with some of the prep for today's show. Going to leave us with a song to take us out today. This one is a song by the Avalanches. It's called Since I Left You. You're on debt radio. Stick around up next, we've got Curie Survival Show.
2: Good time now. Welcome to paradise. Paradise.